0: Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored. Our three with me, Roz. Today, I embrace the beautiful young lady who is caring, kind-hearted, love to laugh. She's a great makeup artist and a great painter. She loves to help young men from incarceration to get back into the community. She loves what she does that she Make sure her career choice reflects her interests, her strength, and her authentic self. Please, without further ado, let's welcome Ms. Shirlene Sterling. Welcome, Shailene, to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Shirlene. Thank you very Thank much. You.
1: Okay, great. So can you please tell the audience a little about you? Okay, well, my name is Shirlene Sterling. I'm 26 years old. Um, and I'm a parole officer in a halfway house on the island of Montreal. Okay,
0: great. So tell us a little about your career and why did you want to do that? And why you started to,
1: why you went into this program? Okay. So I'll start with, uh, my process through school. Uh, at right. first I was a science student. I was getting ready to study biology. I right. had all my science classes and I got to college and, um, it was a, bit more difficult than I thought um, I ended up failing three classes um, yeah. I was having trouble with my with my classes I, I found it very hard to follow up with the math and the chemistry and mm. all of those things mm. um, so after filling a couple of classes I kind of changed major uh, into social sciences uh, with the intent of going into psychology And when I got to university, um, I didn't like the psychology classes. I ended up switching again uh, into sociology. Uh, And that's where my interest for uh, uh, crime-related behavior and how to be an agent of change uh, kind of sparked up. And when I was done my bachelor's degree in sociology, I uh, switched over to criminology after Mm -hmm. Mm And um, that's where I kind of um, I found the job I was I'm I'm working in now. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I ended up, you know, taking a small a student um, student position at a at a jail and working there over the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I got to meet with parole officers inside jail, and they told me about how their process and what their job entails: the evaluation stage, the follow up stage. And I ended up applying uh, to a halfway house uh, in Montreal, and I got in. Okay, okay. And I've been working there for the past two years. So why did you choose to do that that career? Why did you go on that path? Um, I guess uh, a lot of times when people talk about um, criminals, they often put the focus on individual factors um, instead of, combining the individual factors and the environment factors as well. Okay. And what really interested me at first was um, the, the whole discussion of what makes someone uh, with the other title. So anyone oh, okay. who is not part of what we call normal society, anyone who doesn't fit what society says is, is normal criteria, Mm-hmm. Um and then moving on from there, um, really focusing on on crime related behavior, what brings people to commit crime, uh, why they keep doing it, mm-hmm. and what is possible to bring to the lives for them to change if they want to. Okay, so then
0: you choose to do that to help the community be more understanding of for dealing with people that come from jail or you did it because you want, to empower people that come from jail to be better citizens of their community
1: i think it's a combination of both okay. um definitely both because often that it's, it's not something we understand we we tend to uh, shy away judge. from those people exactly judge them right. we don't want to be mm-hmm. associated to them um mm-hmm. so it's also it's not only bringing awareness but also those people when they come out of jail they have a whole set of um, obstacles that they have to overcome and reintegrate into what we, what we define as acceptable uh, an acceptable citizen. So okay. um, the, the purpose is to bring awareness, but also empower those people, help them figure themselves out, figure out what they mm. want to do, and make mm. sure they, they, they're still able to live a fulfilling life despite having gone through that process. So then how do you get to integrate them? Do you Are you just in charge of when they come out
0: to, to guide them or you have a special team that work with you on a, uh, on a level that you integrate them or they have to go into different homes to be integrated or they integrate into the same
1: home? Um, okay, so the way it works, depending on the crimes they committed, depending on their objectives, um, mm-hmm. the amount of work they did while they were in jail and what they're prepared okay. to do when they come out, um, mm-hmm. They're often redirected to halfway homes that cater to their needs. So oh, once okay. once they they're exact. So once they're integrated in a halfway house, mm-hmm. um, the team at the halfway house, the way it's built is that there are counselors there, which is, that's what our title is a counselor. Um, okay. We each have a, a number of individuals on our on what we call our caseload. Okay. And we take we take charge of their follow up. So um, they come in, we, we greet them. And then for a period of, most of the times, it's six months that they oh. stay. So for that right. period of six months, we meet them every week. Um, we review all their paperwork. Uh, we set objectives that they have mm. to meet. We set objectives together. Okay, okay. okay. And then uh, throughout the follow-up, we make sure that they meet those objectives. Uh, right. We help them get through hard times. Um, mm. And you know everyone has their own set of, of uh, obstacles and and That's hard an times that they go Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So then, what is the success rate with what
0: you are trying to accomplish with those inmates that come out from jail?
1: Um, I guess it depends what you define as success. Um, because success for me, let's say for first. For someone who comes out of jail, yes, it's going through that six months without trouble and, and being able to go on to the next step, which is uh, conditional release at home. Mm-hmm. But also um, sometimes it goes well in the beginning and then they leave the house and then uh, it, it, it doesn't go as well. And then they, they break their conditions or they fall back into old things. Um, okay. Sometimes that happens after their sentence is over and they go through the system again um but what i count as success for me is small changes in their behavior um someone who is used to when when things don't go their way they're used to fighting and so instead of fighting Mm -hmm. the next time uh they might um i'm not saying it's better but in the same time they, they might yell or they might scream at you or or um but they're not going to fight. But, oh, so, okay. So, so that's a success
0: that's success for me. Okay, so it's a different level of success that you see that they accomplish. So whatever they accomplish, at least they try for where they are in their life to meet a certain criteria of move on to another level of where they want to go or what they want to be.
1: Yes. Right. And right. and those levels it depends on each person. Each person is different. Some people Um, Just the fact that, you know, they didn't fight this time, they only yelled is a really big step for them. I just want to say that other people, you know, um, that that's a small step and and they want to go further. Um, So it's really about working with each person, what they're able to do, what they're ready to do and where they really are in their process of change um, to see what we can help them do to get them to the next step is is successful. So that sounds a very interesting job. Yes, I love my job. <laughs> okay.
0: It sounds very passionate about your job, which is awesome. So seeing <laughs> that you're so passionate about your job and going through the pandemic, because you know, we have been through the pandemic for almost a year, almost two years, we can say, mm-hmm. how were you able, to? How, how did it affect you and how were you able to deal with the pandemic going to work and did you work every day going to see the,
1: the um, your clients? Um, So for us, a halfway house is an establishment that has to run all the time. So we didn't really have a work from home. They tried to put it in the beginning, but it's a lot more difficult to work from home when all my resources are at the office. Um, So we went into work the whole time. Um, For sure, it was difficult in the beginning, Um, not necessarily because we were quarantined um but mostly because the negative i would say the negative emotional charge that that the residents would give to the employees because they were quarantined at the halfway house right and they couldn't go anywhere exactly it was all stressed and overwhelmed right exactly and it Mm -hmm. a lot of people had you know trouble with their anxiety Um, a lot of people Mm -hmm. were were tired of being there because they couldn't go out which is which is understanding, which is understandable. And also a lot of people came out of jail and they're ready for, you know, freedom so in the out- outside world. And then yeah. they end up being confined to the halfway house. Right. But they cannot do anything. It just still confined it. Yeah. Find it. So yeah. that was hard for them. And it was hard for us because we would go into work and then um, you know, their their attitude was, was different. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a nice atmosphere at work. Um, and the things, our job didn't change. We still need to do what, uh, our our job, and so right, right. people's patience was was uh, shorter, you know. So um, it was sure, it was difficult. I'm sure. With frustration, I'm sure. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and then, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. No, so, some... so then after when we deconfined, it was a lot better, uh, because then oh. they could go outside. They could go to work. Uh, you know they. They weren't stuck in the house all the time with the same people all the time or stuck to be in their rooms on the computer watching the news or stuff like that so they could go out and us for us too it was it was a bit of a relief because we didn't even though like i wasn't in my house all the time like some people who had to work from home i had i i, I could say i'm lucky i could go to work it would permit me to leave my house and go outside um You know, everyone was able to kind of blow off some steam that we could, you know, go to the gym for the time it lasted or or see, Mm -hmm. you know, some friends at the park for what it was worth. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it was it it was better for everyone and for everyone's mental health, I would say.
0: Oh, beautiful. So I was just about to ask a question. So seeing that you are so motivated and you love your job, what is the motivation of making you choose this career to be
1: so passionate about it? Um so when I had redirected myself to this field um what was really my what was really important to me was to make sure that I was able to change lives at oh, any right. capacity that was mm-hmm. my my biggest motivation so working with with these guys um mm-hmm. you know my clients um you know I know that throughout the process it's not easy um, sometimes you know it, it's hard. Sometimes we don't get along. Um, sometimes we do, and it makes it a lot easier. But I know that um, throughout that, I was someone who was there to help them go to the next step. And um, them give the support as well,
0: right? Exactly,
1: and give them the support they need. And sometimes mm-hmm. you know it was just about listening to them. Right. Sometimes right. it's just you know it's just having that presence or a positive. Right. a a person with a positive outlook or someone Mm -hmm. to encourage you in what you're doing. Um, Because a lot of the job is, it's not just, you know, it's not about telling them what to do. It's about Mm -hmm. accompanying them in making better decisions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you're not, the way way it it is and the perspective we use is that the person that we're following is kind of... um, how do you say? Um, c- kind of like they, they know what's best for them. So, okay. As so a then friend, you,
0: have to guide them. you have to guide them as a counselor to show them there's lots of roads and navigation. They have to navigate to find
1: a path they want to be on. Correct? Exactly. And, but we have to let them choose. Right. It's because not. It, it, exactly. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not about telling them what to do is these are your options. This is what you could do. Right. What do you want to do? Okay. And then, you know, accompany them through that. And it's also, you know, um, they, it's about making sure that they set objectives for themselves and they right. take the actions they need to get there. So right. often, you know, you come to a point of reflection where you, you have to ask them, are the actions you're taking today bringing you closer to the goal that you want to reach? So,
0: right.
1: right. And is it usually, do they usually reach to that goal? When a lot of times a- they do. A lot uh, of times they okay. do. Sometimes it's it, it's hard because they'll make decisions and you'll tell them, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. Did you think about this? You, and they're like, no, this is what I want to do. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then. Is it, 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 is it? Go ahead, sir. No, is it's okay. it too? Because of frustra- is it too because of frustration
0: that they just want to just say, you know, this is where I am and that's what I want in the result? Or is it because they're not sure? of what to do and they're just very overwhelmed in the situation that they are in
1: again i would say it's both <laughs> um <laughs> just because some people get overwhelmed and and they, they're just lost they, they have so much things they could do they want to try everything and yeah. it's too much and some people yeah. they just want to get it over with they want to get their life together they want to do what they have to do and so mm-hmm. they just this, there's this way, they're going to go and, and do it, oh, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't work, and then right. they come back to square one, and then they're frustrated. And then another thing comes up, and then they throw themselves into that, and then it doesn't work, and then they're frustrated even more. So um, right. just taking the time to sit down and to <laughs> discuss those objectives, what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. taking time to to think about it. And we always tell our, our guys, you, know, you don't have to rush into it right away. You have time. Yeah. Totally yeah. right. take your time exactly and it's okay if it doesn't work there's other things that we can do you can try this you know look okay. this up and see make your own opinion okay. and let me know what you think
0: also you try trying to get them to do their own research as well so they could know exactly what they want in the at, in the end yes really.
1: because what we want is for them to be self-sufficient we want oh, them to be exactly autonomous. responsible mm-hmm. and autonomous mm-hmm. so we autonomous. can't do yeah. things for them we can't oh, wow. you can't do things for them all the time maybe the first time but then yeah. the second time is like, remember, we, we did this already. Remember, we, we went through the steps. You know what you have to do.
0: So Well, you know, it's important because my grandmother always said to me, like, you, you give a man a fish, you have to feed him for life. But you teach a man to teach, you teach him for life so he can do whatever he wants because he knows. But when you don't know, you're going to continue coming back and always asking for help all the time. But when you learn, you learn to what you have to do. You don't really have to come back again. You can keep on going what you know and try to do the best that you know in the ability that you know. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So all this being said, you're serving your community. Do you think that those people need a second
1: chances? Do you think they need a second chance? Of course.
0: <laughs> Why? Wow, right. Because
1: I wouldn't be doing this job if I didn't think they needed a second chance. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, first of all, um, just factually, you know, um, people don't learn anything from just being punished. There's right. You you punish someone. You punish someone. You don't. You just punish them. You don't show them anything else. You don't give them tools to better themselves. You just punish them. So that person comes out. And all that they learn from that process is okay, but this is—they're telling me that this is not good. Mm-hmm. And so what, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And and that doesn't bring anything. So right. um, so yes, yeah, so they get the second chance to be able to learn differently and to make better choices, right? And see where that brings them if it serves them better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as
0: well as they say making better choices do they make choices to leave the the, the halfway home or did, are they there when they don't make it through the halfway home what happens to those young men I, like do you mean
1: leaving the halfway house
0: what suppose they don't didn't comply to all the rules and they didn't do as you said because some you say some make it in the end and some is not successful. So what happened to those that are not successful? What happened to those men?
1: Um, okay, so we want, we want to make sure that there's kind of an increase in consequences, okay. because for sure, the way that it, all of this is built, the reintegration is that um, you get, you get things to work on because those things, brought you to commit crimes right, right, right. whether it's emo- uh, emotional management whether it's okay. it's um drugs or, or drinking or whatever you, they single out these things that you have to work on because those things bring you closer to committing crime again and they put in special conditions that fr- prevent you from doing these certain things because they know that once you get into that you're closer to committing crime again right. so um what we want you know is is that for them to choose themselves not to to respect their their special conditions and not turn back to their old ways now let's say um they they do or i don't know like a a drug user relapses or something like that the point is not to um impose a consequence right away because okay so you made a mistake so what are you going to do to correct it the next time and so Let's say the next time th- it happens again, right? And so you didn't put in place the strategies you learned. Why not? Right. right, right? Exactly. Why not? What, what, why did what, put it- yeah. Why didn't you do? Why didn't you do it? Because you know, you you right. know that now this is what happens when you do this. What what behaviors bring you closer to to using drugs? What did you do to find yourself there? Right. right so we right. already went through this the first time. You didn't put in place the strategies you learned from the the last time. So what are you going to do this time? That's different,
0: right? So and, then you will give them different consequences.
1: Yes, exactly, and and especially you know you want them to realize you know what they're doing and to, to take action to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Now okay. every time it happens, mm-hmm. clearly you you're not learning, right? And, no, because you're making the mistake over and over. Exactly, and sometimes mm-hmm. at at some point you know. Um, you need, you need, what you need is, is uh, what they call, like, um, you need them to stop. Uh, how do you get them to, to how stop? Do they, exactly. I was just yeah, to and, a Really get them uh, to think about what they're doing. And mm-hmm. that when you get to that last, that last step, like, what do you need to, to get them to stop and realize that it's not okay. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're mm-hmm. not on the right path. They keep making choices that bring them onto the wrong path that we want them to get away from. We okay. need them to stop. What you do, sometimes it ends up in, in the release being suspended. Okay.
0: Right. Okay, so well, doing all this, 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 what, how would you say, and what would you say you learn about teaching them all this information and telling them what consequences, what did you learn for, for yourself through that, to um, that, that period?
1: I think the toughest thing to learn was to l- uh, I, and it's funny to say that but it's to let it go. Um, okay. as you work in, in this field I would say in the beginning when I worked when I started working you mm-hmm. want to help everyone. You want them to you want you want to help them so much. You you know you they, they keep making the same mistakes and you keep finding reasons for them to to stay in community. Just you stay. justify right. their actions, you want to help them but right. really and truly at the end of the day it's not helping them. You, you're enabling their in behavior right. by finding mm-hmm. reasons for them to to right. stay in the same place. Yeah. So then how are you able to break this enablement? You have to you have to let them learn on their own. Um Good. as much as you want to help at some point you can't be working harder than they are. You can you yeah, have to
0: of course you have to work together.
1: Yeah, and they they you can't want it more than they do. Right? right. So yeah. at some point you know um, you you guys are like you're accompanying you guys are on parallel paths going on the same road but if the person kind of is is you know kind of getting off the road and going on to the side and you you, you bring them back okay the first time bring them back again a second time and right. they keep choosing both sometimes you have to just let them go off the road and whatever happens happens
0: oh wow um, that, that's a tough one to that's a tough one to take in because yeah. seeing that you're trying so hard with those young men but sometimes too, they just don't want to comply, be compliable to what you're trying to teach them or guide them to become. So then they say, you know what, I did the best I can for you. It's your yeah. choice now to do the rest. And if you don't want it right now, maybe a it later. But for this moment, I have to just step back and let you be in charge of your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it works because what happens is that, you know, they, they make choices. You don't necessarily agree. Right. they're off the path a bit but it works for them and they still reach their goal and that's that's okay. fine that too that's you good. have to let go because you're not you're not in a position of authority right now you're here to accompany you're not telling them what to do to guide just, and to help exactly so sometimes mm-hmm. you know they don't follow what you say but what they're doing brings them to where they need to go they're not doing anything bad they're not just doing what you told them to right and it's it's not right. wrong but also when they go off the path and, and they, you know, consequences are applied and, and it doesn't work. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you made the choices that brought you there. And now you have to, you, you know, to pay the consequences of what it, you did. Yes. And you have to be responsible for, be responsible. Or, yeah, take accountability for the consequences that happen. It's not, they didn't just happen. They happen because of a sequence of events and decisions mm-hmm. that brought you there. So, okay when they get to that point again the question is so what are you going to do now now like the order at their next release or whatever what are they going to do to make sure that it doesn't what happened last time doesn't happen again and you know uh return to jail is not always is not always what you want because sometimes they have a job they have savings whatever they 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 get you know uh, financial responsibilities. They buy a car, whatever, and then they go back to jail, and now they have to deal with the consequences of not consequences. being this. Yeah. Right. yeah, so it's it you know I think sometimes some some people um, when when the river to stop and they need to take they don't take the pause themselves to think about what they're doing, and there's an imposed pause where. The, the release is suspended and that's the time that they have. Sometimes it brings out different things, sometimes mm-hmm. positive, sometimes negative. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it depends for each person.
0: Well, that's, that's amazing to know that you are so um, strong to be able to stand up and teach and guide and encourage men to come back to serve the community and build a family or live their lives where they could appreciate the little things in yes. life. With all that, how how would you say that you have gotten that strength in the past year to do what you do and doing it so well?
1: Um, I would say that um, taking care of myself would be mm-hmm. the would be the best uh, option because what happens is in these roles where you work with people, where you're a counselor or or in social work or whatever, the tool that you use to work is yourself right right so if i'm not doing well i i'm not i'm not also available mentally at work to to receive that the emotional charge or to be able to counsel or to be able to listen um mm-hmm. you know so i feel like for myself taking time for myself i schedule time for myself every week um you know time for, you have time for my friends time for my family but also time for me to do things that i want to do to do so what do you do in your past time? Um, <laughs> I like to <laughs> shop. <laughs>
0: shopping um, is fun.
1: So, uh, yeah, sh- shopping, but I'd say window shopping, shopping. Um, you know, reading books, uh, go to the gym, uh, spending time at home by myself. Um, I'm not ne- I'm not necessarily a person that goes out all the time. Like yes, I see my friends, I have time to see my friends, I enjoy that, but I like spending time by myself.
0: You need some alone um, sometimes as, as well, just to reflect and to, to, to recharge, to go back and spend time with those young men again, right?
1: Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's important to, you know, spend time with yourself and by yourself for yourself.
0: Oh, wow. Um, that's a good one. Repeat it one more time.
1: <laughs> so what I said was you uh, set time as, aside for yourself to, you know, be by yourself for yourself. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's don't all right. It
1: says, but, um, I'm gonna repeat. If, if people want to rehear that um, and re-listen to it. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, taking time for yourself is important. Um, being by yourself is important uh, to reflect on what you're doing, but also um, taking a break from from work. It's it's a lot to always be at the the receiving that emotional charge you know to to always be supportive to always put a distance between how you feel and doing your work because sometimes they tell you you things and you don't agree right or it's not what you want to hear or it affects you somehow so taking that time by yourself to process those emotions to think about you know uh oh how do i feel about this or okay this is how i could put distance between this and that because you have to stay neutral Right? right so for sure. yeah so i feel like that for me that time that i spend by myself is is crucial to me being a good worker and a good counselor uh when awesome. i have to be involved at work awesome so
0: you you take time for you so what tips will you give others for pushing forward in the road that you are pushing into is it just time management that's what's important for you
1: um Yes, yes and no, because uh, time management is good. But I've always also been someone who um, <laughs> I, I, I procrastinate a lot. I, I do things last minute. Um, Why, you like my...
0: procrastinate, Why would you procrastinate?
1: Um, just because sometimes I, I, don't, I don't feel like it. I, I, I feel like it. And that happens often when I don't make time for myself. Right. I put things to last minute because I, I, you know, uh, whatever, I was distracted. I was hanging out a lot. I was going out a lot and I haven't done things for me. Okay. And okay. now I push things, you know, to the limit. So I could take that time for myself. And then I end up being in trouble because I, I'm i not respecting my deadlines or I have deadlines coming up and I have reports to write and I have things to do. And it's like, I have to rush to do them all at the same time.
0: Okay. So you're on the like, so you're a last minute kind of girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And so, yes, time management is important, but also scheduling that time for myself and respecting um, that appointment that I've taken with myself also, because I can still do that um, Mm -hmm. and and not, you know, um, put things to the side. And it doesn't feel as much as a burden, even though I'm last minute, doesn't feel as much as a burden because I've been taking that time for myself. I'm not sure if that makes sense.
0: It makes sense. So that... Because you are taking the time for yourself and trying and you procrastinate sometimes, but still you you're doing your best to be the best mentor you the best counselor you can be. Would you say that a mentor is important to have? And do you have one?
1: Um I think I think mentoring is good. Right. I'm not I don't I don't have a mentor, but I do have um every couple of weeks a meeting with my supervisor where we talk about the caseload and and she gives me tips or i talk about things that i find difficult or this client is hard to reach i've tried all these things I, i i feel stuck i don't know and having that outside opinion um really does help sometimes to kind of clear out my mind or give me new ideas to try so i do think mentoring is important um, right. I don't have a mentor, but I do feel like my colleagues are. Are your mentors? People. Yeah, exactly. Because we all have our style. We all have different right. approaches, and sometimes, you know, some people have a lot more. You know, um, they're, they're they're a lot better at communicating. Let's say with a certain type of clientele than I am.
0: And, and that's okay because everyone's style is different.
1: Exactly. And right. it's, it's nice because I can still take tips from them and integrate it to my style, right. um, to, you know, to, to not only make it better for, for me, but make but it your own for sure exactly. for you and your clients. Right. Exactly, right. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. So do you have any, um, self care tips you want to share with what's your self care tips to do for yourself as a routine to, for you? You can share to the audience.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I, Again, I think taking the time for yourself is, is, is my self-care. Um, okay. Like I said, I schedule it. Right. And I respect my, my commitment to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to take time for myself. And then people ask you to go out or responsibilities come and you kind of toss it to the side. Um, I'm really a stickler for that time. I said I would do this. I'm doing this. Okay, um, so you know using
0: black and white, you're not gray, you're not purple, just black and white, Miss right? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> for that, yes.
0: Oh, that's good. It's very good. <laughs> and uh, on the on on the, the podcast is recharge, rebuild, and restore is the name of the podcast, as you know. Which R do you think is your season right now? Um
1: I would say I would say rebuild. Uh Twice just so. because because right now, um, so I've been working in this field for two years. Okay. Um, I feel like I've become comfortable in um, the clientele that we've been having. But we're mm-hmm. also going through a restructuring right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we're being thrown different curveballs that I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not used to. And I kind of have to remodel myself as a counselor. Um, in my job so it's it's you know it letting go of certain things that I've that I've been doing and embracing new ways of thinking also um, mm-hmm. and it's it, it it's it's going okay it's going for the I think it's it's for the better because I'm I'm also growing as a counselor as well right, right. so um, you know sometimes you you get used to working a certain way. Um, we get we usually get the same type of clientele because we're a private establishment and we get to choose mm-hmm. uh, who we accept. And right. so with this restructuring, um, we'll most likely be getting new types of clientele um, that we we didn't use to work with before. So okay. that's going to be different. We have new, um, I would say, actors in the sense that new um, people from the parole office, uh, different okay. ways of, of working. Right. Um, so different styles. I- exactly, that are coming right. in. Um, and we mm-hmm. have to work together now, whereas before we were kind of like our, our own entity. Now we have to share a lot of our tasks and a lot of our, our um, let's say, time at work with other people uh, because mm-hmm. of the restructuring. So navigating through that um, is 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 difficult in the beginning, but as you get used to it and as you start integrating more things or working it out, uh, you get better.
0: Awesome. Um, so how can uh, someone wants to, it, what, how would you say, or how can, who someone who is interested in this career path, how can they go about getting involved to say, okay, I want to do that, that, uh, that career as well. And what do I need to do? Or where do I have to go? Or what do I have to take?
1: Um, well, for for the, the kind of job I have, I think anything yes. in in social sciences right. will get you close to where you need to be. A, lot of, be? School, a lot of people in my field have um, specifically done, you know, their bachelors in criminology, whereas okay. I've done my bachelors in sociology, right. and it's 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 not exactly the same thing, but a lot of theory um, and applied theory that's in criminology also comes from sociology so I think you know it, it doesn't have to necessarily be criminology it could be another thing in, in, in social science social work psychology sociology um, anything like that um, and mm-hmm. also I think being a good counselor also comes from the kind of person you are um, mm-hmm. the way you interact with people the way you know if, if it's easy for you to create relationships, um, you're good at talking to people you have good listening skills those things aren't necessarily learned at school you can learn to be better at them but sometimes mm-hmm. they come from the kind of person you are so i think you know for people who have those that kind of skill set um mm-hmm. i think you, you should give it a shot if that's what you want um, even so- if you don't necessarily have the criminology degree um, oh. i think you should take you should give it a shot
0: so do you need a degree to have the position that you have uh, uh, a degree or you can do it just from high school and college or you need to have a degree to go into that field?
1: You do need to have a degree, a bachelor's okay. in, in social science is so what you mm-hmm. need. But like mm-hmm. I said, even if it's not your bachelor's is not criminology, if you have any other social science degree. Mm mm-hmm. And you have a good heart in the end, really. Exactly. Exactly. I think you should give it a shot. Because I remember for me when I applied at that job, I told them straight off I don't have any criminological experience. I didn't do a stage. I don't know anything, but I'm willing to learn. Give me anything awesome. I'm willing to learn. And and they right. took me right away. And I've been there ever since. And awesome. I don't feel like I'm behind my coworkers who did do criminology. We're, you know, it it we, we just have different Different skill sets, and we work, and you know, we bring out things in the clients that are different for each other. And some people are better at some things than others, and that's okay. But we complement each other well in the team.
0: Because you are passionate of what you do, you do it well, and you love your job. Mm-hmm. You love. It. Just listen to you talk. You love what you do, and it's, yes. it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, with the three R's, we always ask the the um, the, the, the guests if they want to sing us a song. Do a poem or tell us a quote. <laughs> so you could choose one, Michelle and Just choose one for us. Choose one. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
1: I think I'll give uh, some advice. Okay. Um, I think we'll give some
0: encouraging words.
1: Encouraging words. I think um, that this this job. Uh, I'll say you need to go into this job thinking that um, you're not going to change everyone, but you are going to touch everyone. Wow. Um, that is, that for me is, is very motivating and very encouraging to continue. Um, even though, you know, they, they, at the end of the day, they don't like you or anything like that, you did touch this person, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, and that's, that's, to me, when I say changing lives, that's what it is to me. So, so Michelle
0: said it very well. She doesn't want to go to change anyone, but to touch their hearts. So yeah. as long as she touched their heart and they're willing to change, they will change. At the right time, when they find a place of themselves yeah. and they're comfortable enough, they will change. Thank you, Micheline. So one more thing. Were you do you become friends with those um, those clients in the sense of to, to have a genuine conversation with them or are you just working with them as just a client?
1: Um I would say that it's you do become you do become friendly, but right. you're not you're not friends. Um, okay. the clients are not your friends. <laughs> but, okay. And that has to be very clear. You can be friendly, you can have discussions about any kind of topic, you guys can get along, but at the end of the day, this is your client, you guys are not friends, you're there to work, um, and at the end of the day, you know you go home. Is it more fun? Is it, does it make your work environment more fun to to be friendly with your clients? Yes. Of course, for sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. And it makes it a lot more interesting um, to it's share easy. and things like that. But you have to know that there's a limit that you shouldn't mm-hmm. cross. And mm-hmm. you can't. You guys can't become friends. Um, ethically, no. But also, you know, you, you, you have to have that limit where you come into work. And you're a certain person at work. And you're a certain person at home with your friends and your family.
0: Ms. you said it well. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to brace me on the podcast. I appreciate you. And I pray and hope you continue on your path of your career, that you do amazing and bring those men or women or whoever you touch, touch your lives in a way that no matter where they are in the life, they will always reflect on how good you were to them. Just being a person of, for the community and for the society. And you could go back to the society and live a life that is pleasing in the sight and not go back into the habits that they had before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So thank you, Micheline.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It was I had a great time uh talking with you and um you too I hope you'll I get, I give I hope that you'll successfully continue your podcast. Um it was a great time. Thank you very much, Rose.
0: You take care so much and talk to you soon. Bye. See you soon bye. Bye bye.